When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Charged Up Studio Live, where small business owners get charged up for success. Are you a small business owner? Do you find yourself struggling through the many responsibilities that come with the title entrepreneur? Well, we're here for you. Charged Up Studio is hosted by Market Academy LLC, your prescription for what we call OPA. What is OPA? It's when you become so overwhelmed with the confusion that comes with business ownership that you become paralyzed and ultimately avoid doing anything in hopes it will take care of itself or you put it off till later. Does that sound familiar? I'm your host, Dan Olivo, and each week we bring a business professional eager to charge you up as they talk about the many things that keep you from moving forward with your small business. So are you ready to get charged up for success? Let's hit it. Well, welcome back to Charged Up Studio, where small business owners get charged up for success. I'm Dana Olivo, your host, and this week we are kicking off a new monthly series called The Power of Powerful Marketing, Integrating Business Strategy with with Spiritual Energy. All month, we'll be focusing on paying attention to the signs around us in driving the direction of our marketing for our companies. Occasionally, I'll run across an individual who presents a unique concept that hits me right between the eyes. Our first guest this month is one of those people. He's been working with me for the past several months to incorporate his program into the overall strategic offerings that my company presents to small businesses or brings to small businesses. So today we're going to introduce this system called Teams to you, our listeners, and later we will be bringing this program to the Academy for those who would like to delve more into the process. So without further ado, let's give him a warm, heartfelt welcome. Mr. Dennis Champagne, I know this, Mr. Denis Champagne with Lotus Communications. Welcome, Denis. Thank you, Dana. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to be with you. Well, I'm so glad you're here. So, Before we get started, okay, I have a very important question to ask you. So are you ready? If I'm not now, I'll never will. (laughs) If you could go back in time and give your young self some solid advice, what advice would you give him and at what age? Uh, Jeez. Be less... (laughs) Be less worried about what other people think and more about what you think. 
And I would do that after my professional sports career. Ah, yeah, no, definitely. And your sports career was? I was a squash and racquetball professional. I thought it was something to do with that. <laughs> like I said, I've known him for a while, but. <laughs> All right, Denny, so let's get started here. Um, before we get uh, moving further into it, why don't you explain a little bit about what your expertise is and what you bring to the table? Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> back in the end of the, the beginning of the 90s, I, uh, after finishing my professional career, I was invited to participate in a partnership to develop call centers. And at that time, we were uh, selling and promoting fundraising for charity and selling advertising for schools and all the school and college and university publications. So it was really called campus publications for a, a lack of a better term. And I've, so I've had to work and train salespeople and work with teams within my own organization. So I was always challenged and I was uh, kind of grappling with how do I help them become better at what they do? Because it's, I come from a background of training people and coaching people and being coached. So it was a natural for me to try to transfer that kind of knowledge or at least that tendency to want to help others and coach them and make them better. And I found that over time, salespeople are like athletes. They are the athletes of a company. Right. So they need a training, need a coaching. Uh, and to my dismay, I found that most big companies would not spend too much time in coaching and training. So I wanted to make a difference and do that for my teams and for my salespeople that work with me in my company. And over time, the company, after a while, after 10 years, I left that and went into another business partnership where I was developing corporate communications. And then I decided, you know what, all of that is all nice, but I want to get into myself prospecting and doing the selling that I did in my own call center. So I went into prospecting because where everything happens to build a business is when you are competent and consistent and intelligent and confident of what you offer by reaching out to new business all the time. Uh, of course, you have established customers after a while, so you have to go back to them and upsell, cross-sell, continue to sell. But the ability to engage in a conversation and uh, sell new business is the foundation of any new enterprise. And I found that people are fearful, lack of knowledge, and incapable of, you know, kind of deciding, I will be the sales machine for this company while someone else does the administration. It's just, it seems as though companies say, well, who's going to do the selling? Everybody wants to do something else. They don't want to do the selling. Yep. So... I, I said, I will do it. I will become good at this. I've done it all over the world for different companies. And all they hired me for was prospecting. Mm -hmm. So they loved that. They said, wonderful. Yeah. I always had yeah. Nobody would say no yeah. to me. They would love to have someone yeah. build business. That's, and that's I true. Well. You know, with, with, with what I do as a strategist, you know, it's, it's, it's important to point out, you know, when we talk about prospecting, that is one of the hardest parts of running a business. 
Um, basically, what happens is we are um, we're so familiar with what we do, either service or product based. That part is not as hard, but getting those customers through the door, converting them to customers and ultimately turning them into raving fans is one of the hardest prospects or projects to do because there's so many different elements to this. And we're focusing with you only on the prospecting side of things. Sure. How do we fill sure. that sales funnel with qualified people that will be easier to convert and are our target audience. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, prospecting. Let's define what prospecting is. Well, in, in a nutshell, I mean, I, I could go on in my self-elaborated definition, which is pretty lengthy, but the ability to engage and acquire new business as at the end of the day that's what it is uh and there are many ways to accomplish that right it's not just a phone it's not just a trade show it's not just an email it's a combination of all these things because in 2023 you need to be savvy with the various opportunities and tools and methods to reach out to connect and con and converse converse that's the key converse mm -hmm. right you converse. Here, here's a here's a, a poetic little twist that I just think thought about while right. we're doing this this work. Let's converse to convert. There you go. Hey, I like that. That's a nice trigger. That's a uh, nice know, you, trigger. Yeah, write that what? down, Denny. <laughs> Let's converse to convert. Converse to okay. convert. I like Let's, that. I might even use that as the title of the podcast. <laughs> You know what? I will allow you to do it. Thank you. Thank you. You give me permission. That's that's very good. I like that. It's funny how things kind of roll off your tongue when when you're talking, you know, and you come up with these brilliant ideas sometimes. It's just amazing. Yes. So let's talk yep. about your program teams. Okay. Yes. So, so when teams, we talk about when we talk about teams, you're talking about T-E-A-M-M-S. That's what we're doing, right? So Absolutely. go ahead. Let's start with T. <laughs> okay. So structure is made so that it allows people to continuously, in a disciplined way, uh, have a structure to do this actual prospecting that will give them some indications that they're heading in the right direction. So T is really something that even the owners of a new business need to do, and that's the word target. Right. The number one problem I have found in companies is their lack of good targeting. Right. And I'll explain that. They have defined the kind of clients they want to talk to. Sometimes they know why they want to talk to sometimes they just want to talk to someone right right so if we take the concept of let's converse to convert you want to make very well sure that the person you're talking to the company you're engaging with has a very very high propensity to want to buy what you offer so how do you determine that is by targeting what does targeting mean in this way 
targeting means many different targets. So the first thing is, why are you in your business? Why are you doing what you're doing? So target that for your own. I consider that intrinsic motivation. There's no use in having extrinsic values and numbers and dollars if you are not passionate about what you do to serve, to really engage with someone, to help them. So the first target is, am I happy about doing this? Do I, am I passionate about offering this service? Secondly is, what is the serious problem you resolve? Which means product market fit. What do I solve with my solution or product? Once you are clear on that, and that takes a while, it doesn't happen overnight. It wasn't happen in one meeting. You have to have several iterations of the same question to drill it down to the why, the what, the how of that real problem you solve. Once you have that, then you decide what kind of companies are having these serious, not li little problems, serious problems, then you start targeting those kinds of prospects, which I call, or a lot of people call ICP. But in my team's methodology, I call it PPP, Perfect Prospect Profile, okay? So then we look at the size of the company, the industry in which they find themselves, because some companies, some services are cross-platform, cross-vertical. Others are very linear. So you have to look at that and determine the profile of that company, the number of, of uh, revenue dollars, the number of employees, uh, all of those fine details, the, the firmographics, the technographic profile. Once you're clear on that, then you say, who do I talk to? in that company, right? what's the target persona? Who are the kinds of individuals who hold a role that you are likely to be the ones you need to have a conversation with? Uh, little word of caution, you're gonna probably have to talk to more than one kind of role because nowadays people make decisions in committees or groups. So there may be two kind of, or three lateral other roles with whom you need to kind of engage in a consensus and navigate and politicize that consensus. So you need to know all your narratives and your conversation pieces that actually relate to those roles. A VP of operations doesn't have much interest in finding out about the final dollars of a CFO's information. Uh, someone in marketing doesn't care about finances. He cares about you know, traction and uh, KPIs and tools to engage. So to know the different roles that you're gonna have conversations with. And finally, uh, then you decide, I'm going to use the phone, I'm going to use LinkedIn, I'm going to use email, and then craft those messages in an ongoing sequence and outbound and inbound sequencing activity. So that's target, T. Once yeah, you're clear on that. Yeah. And that's, and I'm, I'm glad to hear you say this because so many of my clients, when they first come to me, they are so broad in their scope for their target market. And what you're doing is you're helping them learn how to 
to scale down that scope because the larger the scope, the the the, the more their marketing dollars are going to be spent. And so we want to make sure that those marketing dollars are targeting the correct target audience. Absolutely. Yeah. And you find also that people are compromising all the time because they just want to speak to someone. So they'll compromise and they will make compromises, but ultimately it'll be a lot of garbage and they won't be able to engage and connect. And then they wonder why are they're not selling. Well, they're not talking to the exact perfect prospect profile. And the only way they're going to find out if that is the exact perfect profile is they need to get to know the person. And you can't do that in a straight networking or email conversation or something like that. You, you need to get in front of them face-to-face, -face, either a one-on-one -on -one or something like that. Um, I know with me, you know, I'll go to networking, I go to all, but the when I sit down with them over lunch or coffee or a Zoom call is when I really get a good feel for whether they are really my target audience and even finding out what is their problem? What is their problem that needs to be solved? They're not going to tell you in a elevator pitch. Correct. Yes. So let's move on to the next one. E is now the final frontier is execution. You can have all this information in the target. You have everything clear, but if you're not, reaching out by way of marketing, social media, telephone, WhatsApp, video, podcast interviews, uh, conferences, it's ain't, nothing's gonna happen. The most neglected area, curiously enough, I have found is the telephone. The voice of a human being is very powerful. Yeah, one of the one of the hardest things for um, a lot of new business owners, any business owners who are who are not salespeople, is to pick up the phone. Okay, and you know they consider it cold calling. But what I tell them is, if you've done your work in the beginning as far as targeting your audience and using the tools available to you, it's not cold calling because you can be connected to them via LinkedIn, via you know email lists or anything. You know What you do is you eliminate that cold aspect and turn them into a warm prospect. Yeah, right? it's like jumping in. When you're, not, when you're afraid of swimming, even the water's super cold, but once you're in the water, it's warmer. Yes. Same thing, cold to warm. You lift on the phone, you have someone saying, hi, I'm, I'm fine, how about you? And when you ask how they are, and they answer back, you've got the first phase of the entry created. So you've got a warmer connection now, continue. So if the person doesn't answer or hang up on you, so You're what? doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> You're learning. You're learning about people. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I mean, sure, it's tough, but I don't care. It's your job, right? Yeah. You, you're your business. You have to learn those things. And the more you do it, the more you get coached, the better you will become at it. Just like hitting a racket, a racket, uh, a ball with a squash racket. First time you hit it, it's bizarre. The more you do it, the better you become. It's like anything, habituate, practice, proper coaching. 
you can accomplish tons of things. We are we are amazing. We just shortchange ourselves in thinking we're not. Well, we're also in an instantaneous uh, mode in a lot of these things. We think it should happen, you know, right away, all over, you know. And and the fact of the matter is, is you're looking at a good almost 15 times making connection with somebody before they really start recognizing who you are and are interested in possibly talking to you. I'm working with a group of people right now on government procurement efforts. And part of what we're teaching them is, you know, these guys are busy people. They're not going to respond to you right away. But if you want to really start making connections with the buyers within the government, you've got to make those calls. You've got to send those emails. You've got to be doing all of this to keep your brand in front of them and make sure they right. understand that you can provide what they need. Well, if you give up, you've lost it all. Yeah, that's true. So you have to keep up at it. I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't say that it's 15 attempts, but the statistics are showing that it's probably between eight and 12 before yes. they're going to get some kind of acquiescence or acknowledgement that they recognize you've been trying to reach. The most important thing is in your execution that you have a state of mind that says, I don't care how long it takes, but eventually they will become a client of mine or a prospect, or I'm going to at least have a conversation with them to know, to get a chance to get a yes or a yes, a maybe, or a conversation or a definite no, but a no means K-N-O-W. You don't know enough. Maybe yeah. you'll yeah. find out more later. And no, it's not always stand up. Yeah. And that's where your messaging must be clear because you only get one yeah. time to make that impression. Yeah. And we'll get to Correct. that as we move farther down <laughs> the team's <Correct. laughs> nomenclature. Okay. Let's go into the next one. So, T, targeting. On all fronts, we cover that. E, execution. Just a word on execution. It's got to be consistent, it's got to be programmed. And the only way that you can actually ensure that your execution is properly done is by doing A. A means accounting for activity, which means do you have a system of record? Do you have a database that's dynamically organized for the history of your activities with the, with the clients, the interfacing, which is none other than the most important technical tool you have is your CRM. If you do not have a CRM, you are, it's like, I have a saying that I just coached the sales director yesterday. If it's not in the CRM, it does not exist. Yes. Okay. So, 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 you know, hey. for, for those who don't know, CRM means customer relationship management. That is, a, it's an, yes, it's a must. You must have that tool in order for you to kind of organize your business so that if ultimately you decide you want to sell your business as well, they will say how well organized is your pipeline, your client base in your CRM. Let me look at the forecasting for the next six to 12 months of the business. And if you don't have any data, if you don't have any history with clients properly organized in that system of record, the chances you of selling that business is very small. Right. Right. So because targeting, you're... E for execution, A for 
admin or account for activity. It's all A's. So that's right. why I left it. That. Right. And and uh, for those that, um, that, you know, for further information, when you go to sell your business, one of your um, uh, equity uh, arms that you have in your business is your book. It is your customer base. It's your customer book of sales. So you want to make sure that you have an up-to-date and accurate recording of all of that. And for those Correct. who um, don't have CRM, there are several that you can look at um, obtaining some of the less expensive ones uh, will be MailChimp. It might be um, Insightly. Uh, the, the stepping up a ladder, you've got Active Campaign, you've got Mondays. You know, there are a lot of them out there that you can, uh, and there's many others that I have not tried yet, but they're all basically the same. You know, the goal is with your CRM is you want to be able to keep track of the dates and the times and the conversations that you have every time with those prospects moving forward, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, let's go on. So the first M is about once you have that information, you need to be able to quantify, qualify that information. So it's called measure. Measure means to decipher, to analyze, to assess, to trying to figure out what is it that they're saying, because some people say certain things, but they are saying something else. Mm -hmm. So if you have populated your CRM with a particular account or a particular company, uh, and uh, you have engaged in three conversations with the VP of operations, you've had one conversation with the VP of marketing, the CEO wants to be on the next call, and he has certain priorities and the VP of operations had another con conversation and another concern, you have to know all of that information. So when you prepare your meeting and you have that information given to you, you need to kind of measure, okay, what is it that I need to be talking about? How can I navigate? You know, I told you earlier about navigating the consensus mm -hmm. amongst all the different personas. Well, there you have three personas with three different agendas on their minds. Obviously, often the CEO will take precedence, uh, but not necessarily so. Sometimes they'll just participate, ensure that they agree with the alignment with what the services that I'm offering or a company is offering to say, okay, you guys can go ahead and continue your conversation with him and book him because I'm confident that they can do what they do, right? Mm -hmm. But you need to know, so that's measurements. That's a sense of metrics. Metrics could be qualitative, can be quantitative, but you need to measure those things. You need to know those things and the nature and the quality of that nature of the relationship with the various players in a conversation, in a deal, in a journey with that company. So that's measurement. Let's M, the other end. Let's, uh, can you explain when you talk about measurements, what type of measurements are we looking at? Okay. Are we looking at for every six calls that we make or something like that, or every to that one person or whatever, or every six calls to different companies, this many 
we are able to get a hold of, those kind of things? What kind of metrics are we looking at? Well, if you're looking at phone calls, you want to know how long you talked with them and what was discussed. Okay. Today, we have AI tools that can record the conversation so you can go back to it and pick up the salient points that you think are buying signs or important areas of concern that they may have that you need to address on the next call. Uh, you can pick up on all kinds of things. If you do that, then you can say, okay, I've had three conversations with this person in the, in the space of the last four weeks. Were they all at the beginning of the four weeks or were they interspersed over a period of four weeks, once a week, just to know the kind of operating rhythm of that kind of person and company. Uh, are they slow in buying? Are they fast? Like, for instance, we know that the banking institution and the governments are not fast at buying. No. Right. If you're talking to a 10-man operation with the CEO, the president, like I have a company that I'm client, a client of mine in South America, they are 17 people. The president is there. The director of sales, they're very tight. They're both partners. I had a call with both of them. The CEO said, fine, to his director of sales, continue your conversation with Denis and let's hire him to coach. It wasn't a very long conversation. Whereas I've had conversations with larger concerns where it was like a, a, you know, a ballroom dance. I mean, I had to dance with four different people to confirm, confirm my uh, accreditation, my right. speaking engagement. What's the, yeah. Let's look at what you're talking about. Let's show me your, your deck before you present it, et cetera, et cetera. So it depends on the nature and the size. The number of calls you've made is so if you've been on a deal for seven months and your typical yeah. buying cycle yeah. is three months, you need to ask yourself what has gone on with this particular journey in this particular deal where it's stalling. What are the things that are stalling? So you must go to your system of record and look at what has happened. What was said? What was insinuated? What was done? What did you offer? Did they participate? For instance, a lot of times clients don't participate. You're asking them for some information and they don't collaborate. They just want to get information, but they don't want to give information. Well, Maybe this is not the right kind of prospect for you. Mm -hmm. They may not feel, they may not be a good match for you. So the measurement has many different pillars and many different dimensions and values and measures. So there's conversation, number of conversations, number of emails, how much time it took, where are you at in the stage? And over time, you'll be able to kind of give a score or a, a credit, a scoring in your own company of process of where, what stage is this particular prospect? Others, they flow like they go and they go with the flow. Everything works out. They're confident. You feel good. Sometimes you don't feel right with the person. Yeah. I, know, I know clients have really been hiring me because we just didn't have a fit. We didn't have a cultural fit. That's also important to know the right. quality of your engagement with them. Right. Because not we cannot be everything to all people. Right. So right. it's that's the nature of selling. So there's many components and many dimensions to when you talk about measuring. 
mm -hmm. give it a unit, a unit, a quantitative or a qualitative unit. And over time, you will create your own process internally, which I help companies to do, to get to know. So when they see that they're on stage number four, usually they're close to buying. Right. Okay. Or stage number two, but they've been at stage number two for six months. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So you need to know that stuff. That's the measurement. Okay. The next, the next, is that, is that, does that help you? Yeah. And, yes. No, definitely. Definitely. The next M follows suit to the first M and it's manage. How do you operate with that information and what are the next steps? What are the actions that you're about to undertake given the data, qualitative and quantitative that you've just received? What are you going to do next? Right. And then manage it and then you're going to execute on that. Right. S at the end really is none other than the magic word of success. But success goes right back to the beginning of target. What was your target? So my methodology, my framework is really a self-looping mm -hmm. tool. Just keep going. Okay, I got to go. Is my target all right? Okay, what's my execution this week? What am I doing with that prospect? And as you start populating that and inputting that into your CRM, then you have a decent business with a very solid business development tool, your CRM. No, that's excellent. That's excellent. No, definitely. Um, this is all important information for the audience out there to understand that you know you can't get away from the prospecting. And the best person to do this prospecting is you as the business owner, because you are the one who understands the product, the service, that you offer to hire somebody to do this, they have to be on the same uh, uh, level as you are, as far as knowledge base and, but not only knowledge base, they have to be on the same level as far as passion and commitment and all of that. And that deals a lot with uh, the culture of your business. But in the beginning for small businesses, you are your prospecting agent. Right. Yes, I yeah. would say uh, uh, I would add a caveat to what you just said about passion. One thing that I always try to encourage the owners of businesses is that you may have salespeople in your team, right? But they don't share the same passion as you because no. they don't have skin in the game. Right. Right. Good leadership. It requires for you to understand that first and foremost, show appreciation for the effort they're going to put out and allow the culture, but the culture is created by the leadership. Right. So if you want people to be passionate about your business, not theirs, right? Yeah, you've no, got that's to, exactly it. You have to recognize that they may not be as passionate as you and you have to kind of walk with them and care for them because they are an individual helping you to build your business, again, your business, and help them by coaching them, by training them, by showing them the ropes and allowing them to get a piece of the action so that they can also make a very good living right. at providing the new clients an opportunity to be served by his or your business, not theirs. Again, I repeat, 
we have a tendency to also criticize staff, sales staff. Oh, they're not passionate. It's not their business. They love doing what they do. They get a sense of meaning. But you have to recognize that ultimately nobody's going to be as passionate as you. Right. And if you find someone, be grateful and keep them around. Because to right. find another one that's going to be like that is very slim. And very we're good. getting to that. A lot of people are losing good salespeople. Companies are not hiring good salespeople because they want, they are expecting too much and not giving enough in return. Right. So there's got to be that, that fair compensation, that fair reward. I think nobody has ever questioned to be laborious or hardworking. What people care about is the liberty of and the freedom to choose and the promise of reward. Right. If they have that, then you can keep good people in your team and maybe call them family, but ultimately they're not family. That's yeah. another truth. We yeah. have to call it the way it is. Mm -hmm. um, and just really show that you care for those people, that you're creating a team like a football team or a baseball team and Right. You know, you're the you're the quarterback. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Well, we're coming up on the end of another episode here on Charged Up Studio. And do you have any last minute tips you want to leave our audience with, Denny? Call Dana Olivo <laughs> at at Mark Academy or oh. get your journey. Yeah, build business. Have fun. Yes, new business. Getting new clients is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It can you know, be. And if you love, yeah, you know, and you really help them because people are having difficulties, but getting new business, making a difference in their lives and their business, it's very rewarding. Right. And so you, know, you and I are really aligned for that. So I, I just say, you. you know. I can't tell you how many times I've worked with clients and they come off of a situation where they're so frustrated because they're not getting their their answers, you know, not getting the answers that they're requesting, you know, and things like that. People are dragging their feet and then they get to me and, you know, um, I just in one phone call, I can answer a lot of their questions and they'll turn to me and they say, oh, my God, I'm so glad I found you. You know, you, you, you know, you answered all my questions. You've made me realize, you know, what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right. Everything like that. And when you can get those responses, okay, that's when sales and prospecting and everything else really pays off. It becomes very rewarding. And you can get that if you go in with the right mindset. Target, execute, account for activity, measure to manage successfully. Very good. Very good. So how can audience members get a, get a hold of you should they want to? Uh, well, they can go on LinkedIn. That's probably the best place. L and My name is Denis, D-E-N-I-S. It's Dennis with one N. Champagne, like the uh, bubbly stuff that everybody drinks on the 31st, but you can drink it any time. Uh, <laughs> champagne. And uh, reach out to me and be more than happy. Uh, to have a conversation. Maybe you and I, Dana, will have a conversation with someone like that. Right. Uh, to help build their sales machine, their new business machine. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It, it, it's exciting once you see they, they reach different levels. 
or lotuscom.com, L-O-T-U-S-C-O-M-M.com. I'm sure you're going to you know, I'm going to put everything in the transcripts on the website and everything. So we will be, we will make sure that they can get a hold of you should they want to. Okay. Wonderful. All right. So that concludes our podcast for today. Please leave a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to us on or go to our Charged Up Studio Facebook page and leave a review there. Charged Up Studio is a product of Marketatomy LLC and Marketatomy Academy. The e-learning system designed specifically with the micro business owner in mind. Each week, on Tuesday, we bring Charged Up Studio to you where we introduce you to experts eager to help small businesses like yourself uncover what you don't know, you don't know about how to scale your small business. For more information and to register for any of our online courses, go to marketatomy, M-A-R-K-E-T-A-T-O-M-Y dot academy. This is Dana Olivo, and we will talk to you next week and go out and have a charged up week. Talk to you later. You've been listening to Charged Up Studio Live, the podcast with you, the small business owner in mind, with your host, Dana Olivo. Join us every Tuesday as we bring you valuable tips and insights into many of the topics you don't know, you don't know about growing a successful business. Please leave us a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to or visit us on the YouTube or Facebook page and leave a review or subscribe so you don't miss another episode. You can also support us through Patreon by visiting our website, chargedupstudio.live and click on the Patreon link. Until next week, go out and have a charged up week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.